Thanks for joining us here at Temple Baptist Church in Centralia, Illinois, where we are a community of people who are not perfect and don't pretend to be. If you would like to see other resources or learn more about our ministry, check out www.tbccentralia.com. Our hope and prayer is that through the following message, you are encouraged, blessed, and inspired to meet the Lord in a powerful way. All right, amen. Thank you, Mallory, for that uh, prayer of blessing. Thank you, uh, Jermaine and Mallory, for an incredible worship song. Uh, I hope that you are, uh, your heart is open and ready to receive the message. Here we are in week four of the storms of life. And um, this week, I want to talk to you about the concept of this after the storm. You know, because the, the reality is that every storm that we go through uh, eventually finishes and we get to the other side. And I want to talk to you about being prepared for the storm before it happens so that when you get to this point of after the storm, you'll find that your life is more meaningful and, and you bring something out of that storm to help you as you go forward. And the, and the reality is this, if we want to uh, get to after the storm, we got to go through it. And if I look at this series, I would like to maybe describe it as a letter to people who are going through storms. And that is, to, I would start the sermon series off with, Dear Future Storm Survivor. And my prayer is that through these four messages that you will feel what others have felt. And that is, even in the storm, you can feel comfort. Even in the storm, you can experience calm around you. The waves are crashing in, the boat's rocking, but you can experience calm. And then I believe that through the storm, in the storm, you can experience and hope. And that's why this, we, we put this message series together. And I hope that you won't just watch it this one time, but you'll go back and, and you'll redigest all of these messages and allow them to speak to your heart. Well, if uh, you've been here for any of the other messages, you know that I've shared with you that there are four things that all storms have in common. And so I just want to go back through those and, and, and maybe just share it just a little bit different angle and bring it all together from the last three weeks. And the first thing that I shared with you about storms is that all storms are inevitable. I mean, you're not going to live a life. If you got a pulse, you're going to experience a storm and uh, unexpected storms, they're coming. You know, things that you're like, where did that come from? Nothing that you had to do with. It's just, it's life. It happened. And those unexpected storms are going to come into your life. Self-inflicted storms are going to come into your life. You're going to make foolish decisions. You're going to make bad decisions. And because of that, you're going to experience self-inflicted storms. They're coming. They're inevitable. Unseen storms. Man, you know, last week I, I had the opportunity to share with you about unseen storms. And um, I knew going into Sunday that it was going to be uh, powerful and then to watch all of the challenges that we had on Sunday to be able to put that uh, service out there to you. Um, while I was frustrated that it was happening, I knew that there was, the reason why was that this was a, a great service um, to see Josh Tellefson get baptized, uh, to hear his testimony, to, to lift up our voices in praise, and then to hear from God's word 
about unseen storms. You know, I talked to about 12 of you um, and every one of you shared with me unseen storms that were happening in your life. And I, and I think I made the statement that you're going you're gonna to get a lot out of Sunday. I hope that you did. I hope that you don't feel like that sermon was preached just to you and know that you're not alone. You're not the only person. If you said something to me about unseen storms, trust me, you're not the only person that was going through unseen storms. I believe that everybody listening was experiencing unseen storms. Monday morning, I experienced an unseen storm. You know, here I was uh, carrying the, a load for other people in uh, prayer because of what they were going through. And then Monday morning, I got hit with one. But Here's why, um, you know, it, it was a unseen storm that happened and that I was able to go through because of what I had been studying, uh, preparing for this message and be able to apply that in my life. Well, you know, another type of storm that um, happens to us, and, and, and this is a storm that is forecast. Now, if I were to tell you, hey, tell me about a, a storm in the Bible I think most people would talk about the storm that I'm going to share with you today. And that is the storm that we find in Genesis chapter 6. And let me read to you Genesis chapter 6, verse 13. God's word says this. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all the people. For the earth is filled with violence. And because of them, I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. And I want you to you, you look at that verse. God said, I am going to. And I want you to understand that what's about to happen, God is in control. He was in control of everything that happened to Noah and everything happened to, to the earth uh, when that flood came. And I just want to speak words to you and let you know that whatever storm is happening in your life, God is in control of that. You're not alone. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to feel like uh, you're the only person going through this. Verse 14 of uh, Genesis uh, chapter 6 says it this way. Uh, so make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. I don't know if you are familiar with this, but the word ark, it doesn't mean boat. I mean, we use it as a term uh, boat and, and refer to a boat. Uh, but really what it means is a place of refuge. If you go through the Old Testament, you'll hear of the Ark of the Covenant. Well, that's where they hid um, and stored precious uh, resources um, that, that God had shown to them. Uh, you know, one was a staff that um, Moses used. Well, uh, they also had some of the manna in there. They had God's, the Ten Commandments were put into the Ark of the Covenant. If you do a little history, you'll find out in the synagogue, they had built um, holes in the wall where they would store uh, God's word, and they would call those arks. Well, Psalm 46 and verse 1 really speaks to um, an ark and, and to us uh, personally in our lives today, and that is God is our refuge and strength, an ever present help in time of trouble. If God is our refuge, if God is our ark, what does that mean to us? Well, in Psalm 46, uh, uh, continuing, it says, therefore, we will not fear. And, and I like the way it says this. Though the earth give away, though the mountains fall into the sea, though the waters roar and foam. Does that sound like a storm that could be happening in your life? God is our refuge. I hope that just as Noah built this ark, built this place of refuge, 
that you realize that you have a place of refuge and it's in God, it's through God. And that is the way that you are able to face these uh, storms and not be discouraged. Face these storms and have hope when it seems like all is lost. Well, storms are inevitable. And if I knew the storm was coming, I would give you this one piece of advice and that is be ready. Unexpected storms are coming. So you know what? You need to be ready for them. One way that I've seen this is uh, living in Florida, uh, close to the water. Uh, those people that had boats and had docks, they would always secure their boat up at night. Why? Because if a storm came in and um, the waters threw that boat around, it could destroy it. So even if it wasn't forecast, because what happened when there was a forecast storm, when there was an expected storm, their be ready was totally different. They would tie it up even tighter. They might even take it out of the water. Why? Because of the storm that's coming. Well, self-inflicted storms, they're coming. You know what? You need to be ready. How do we get ready for self-inflicted storms? Well, uh, first of all, you have to identify why the storm? What did you do to create that storm? I shared with you um, about Jonah and how that he ran from God and that created a storm. Well, there's storms that come up in your life that are self-inflicted by your own actions, by your decisions. And you've got to get to the bottom of, you know, why are you making those decisions? Why are you choosing to continue to go down that road? And then make different decisions, make different choices. That's how we get ready for uh, the self-inflicted storms. Another way to be ready for self-inflicted storms is to know this, they're gonna happen. And when they do happen, how are you gonna recover? When you say something that hurts somebody that's dear to you in your life and you recognize that, are you ready? Are you willing to go and fix the damage that you've caused? If you don't, that storm can linger on for years, if not decades. If you do, you'll find out that that relationship can get restored. Unseen storms, they're coming. What's my advice to you? Be ready for them. You know, I, again, I think about this week and how that um, I was hearing from people time and time again that they were experiencing an unseen storm and that was building my confidence in the message that I was about to preach. And then, as I shared with you a few minutes ago, on Monday, I experienced an unseen storm. And it was because of what I had. I was ready for it. And instead of responding in a way that could have been um, a self, created another self-inflicted storm, um, what I did was I uh, gave it back over to the Lord, allowed him to help me and change the way that I looked at that storm. And what was interesting was um, just yesterday, all of those things that that, that storm had created on Monday um, were gone and and really restoration had happened through all that and and I love that and I think that if I if I wouldn't have been uh, responding correctly in that that you know what I I might still be in the boat uh, asking uh, people to throw me overboard and let the the fish swallow me up well if a forecast storm is coming you want to be ready what did Noah do to be ready for his storm well the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 22 it says that Noah did everything just as God commanded him. And my advice to you is this, that you need to do everything that God has commanded you to do. Now, um, you may not like that word command. It's kind of harsh. And I think that sometimes we look at that and we're like, you know, God's a general, an overbearing general, and he's just, you know, you do this and you do that. And 
Um, I, I think that there's just that we lost the interpretation on commanding. These are God's directions. And so I would ask you, what is God directing you to do? What has God put on your heart? You know, you've heard me talk about how that we have an ability to uh, love God practically with, practically with our time, our talent, and our treasure. What has God put on your heart? And, and what has he commanded? What has he directed you to do with your time? Are you doing that correctly? While you have had this time of isolation, have you spent more time in God's word or less time? Have you spent more time praying uh, for uh, people that are in need or less time? How about your talent? Have you been able to use, I, I love seeing uh, some of the, the people in our church who have um, made masks for other people. Uh, that's a way that you can use your talent. How about you? Has God put something on your heart? Has he, he, he uh, put a name for, for you to reach out to? Just this past week, uh, it was my pleasure to uh, go with two of our deacons and um, through a generous offering that somebody had given for benevolence to go and put in a sofa and a new bed uh, into a home of uh, somebody who needed it. And uh, just to, to see the tears coming down her uh, face uh, after we were done doing that, that was a blessing. It was wonderful. You know, you talk about using talent and using the treasure that God has provided to us. How are you doing that? What has God directed you to do with those things? Maybe it's not your time, talent, and treasure that you need to be thinking about. Maybe you need to be thinking about uh, what is the fear that you need to let go? You know, fear is the opposite of faith. And so when we are embracing fear and holding on to fear, we're not able to hold on to faith. We miss out. And our actions, you know, there's a lot of times through fear we create self-inflicted storms. Uh, how about anger? What are you mad at right now? Who are you mad at right now? And the Lord is telling you, you need to let that go. You need to surrender your rights. I'd encourage you to, just as Noah, do everything that God has directed you to do. Maybe you're experiencing guilt. Uh, you've hurt somebody and you know that. And you want to make, rest, restore things and make things right. And you're finding it's a hard proposition to do. I would encourage you, listen to Genesis 6, 22. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. We know now in hindsight that it worked out good for Noah. And I promise you that if you will do as God has directed, as God has commanded in your life, whether it's with your time, your talent, your treasure, whether it's with fear, anger, or guilt, I think and believe that you will experience something great in your life. So you gotta trust God and do just as he's directed. Well, the second point when it comes to storms is this. Um, you're never alone in your storms. I know you may feel like that. I know I've felt like that before, but you are never alone. You've got, God has brought people into your life that are close to you and around you. Uh, you have to share with them that you're going through a storm. Let them know what's happening. You'll find out that people will rally to, to help you and be there with you. You know, get in the boat in the middle of the storm with you if they know. So what would I uh, give advice uh, when it comes to uh, knowing that the storm is uh, coming and that you're not alone? Well, let's look at what happened with Noah. Now, you know the story. Uh, he went into the ark and now he's in the ark for a long period of time. A lot of people think that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights and that was it. No, Noah ended up being in the ark almost a year. It's 11 months. And Genesis chapter 8 and verse um, 13, I believe it is, says this, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him. 
I wonder, how would your book read if, if God was writing another book, another Bible, and he decided to put you into that Bible? I wonder how it would read. Uh, like, for example, but God remembered Ronnie. God remembered Ronnie in Mississippi when Hurricane Katrina happened. God remembered Ronnie and Bay Vista Church and how that he allowed that church to just um, reach thousands of people and have tens of thousands of volunteers to come in and, and be a part of that blessing. How would yours read? But God remembered, and put your name there, and what would he do? How would it look? You're not alone. I hope you understand that. I hope you realize that you don't have to uh, face this storm alone. And one way to look at this is that the storm that you face is not nearly as powerful as a savior in the storm with you. Do you believe that? Do you realize that the storm you face, I know it seems uh, like a massive storm right now for you, but your storm is not nearly as powerful as a savior who's in the storm with you. You know, I go back and I look at uh, Katrina. Was the savior that was in the storm with me more powerful than Katrina? Check. The self-inflicted storms that I've created throughout my life, and I've done a lot of them, trust me. But the savior that was with me in those self-inflicted storms, was he more powerful than the storms? Check. How about the unseen storms? The unseen storms that are in our mind that we battle with on a daily basis. The, the, the unseen storm that I experienced this week that many of you have shared with me that you've experienced. And I know that I believe every one of us have experienced. The savior that was in the storm with me, he was much more powerful than that unseen storm. Well, I started off and I shared with you that um, the four points of a storm and number one is that, that storms are inevitable. And then I uh, share with you that you're not alone. You have a way maker. We just got to reach out to them, reach out to him and let him know that, that we need help. We need some comfort right now. Well, the third point about storms is this, that in all of our storms, our faith is being tested. There's a lot of things that are probably feel like it being tested, but the most important one is your faith is being tested. Let's look at uh, what happened to Noah. In Genesis chapter eight and verse 13 says, in the 601st year, in the first month, in the first day of the month, all right? Now, if you do a little bit of math, um, Noah went into the ark on the 600th year in the second month on the 17th day. And then I, he was in there for seven days before the, uh, it started raining. And then for 40 days and 40 nights, it flooded. And then after that, there was a 150-day transition period where there was a lot of uh, storms, uh, you know, the 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 undersea currents and all that had happened uh, were affecting the ark. And then it says on the 17th month and the 17th day, now this is five months later, uh, Noah is starting to uh, notice that it has calmed down. And now God sends in the winds and starts to uh, cause the, the water to evaporate, to um, cause the, um, uh, the waters of the deep to go to recess. And then on the 10th month, and the first day, it says that uh, Noah sent out um, uh, some birds. There was a raven and a dove. He could see the tops of the mountains. And then it was 40 days later that he finally sent a dove out, and she didn't come back, and seven days later. So for a total of 313 days, Noah was in the ark. 
His faith was being tested. His faith was being tested before he got into the ark to build the ark. Um, no one had ever experienced a, a need for one. <coughs> Excuse me. His faith is being tested uh, while it's raining and wondering, did this, is this ark going to hold together? His faith is being tested when it stops raining and he didn't know that it was going to be 313 days. He just knew he was in the ark. He didn't know if the water was ever going to, maybe he was going to be stuck in that. I, I don't know what he knew. And I'm just thinking when I go through storms, as much as I want to get to the end, sometimes it seems like it's just so far away. I think that this is where Noah was at while he's in the ark. He's just wondering, is this going to quit? Maybe you're in the middle of your storm and you're wondering, God, when, when is this going to stop? When are you going to let me out? Well, know this, that your faith is being tested and, and you have a choice. You can either learn the lessons and see the opportunities or not learn the lessons and see difficulties. What's it going to be? When your faith is being tested, are you going to see the opportunities that God brings into your life through the storms? Or are you going to see the difficulties that come into your life because of the storms? Are you going to see the opportunity that, like for example, with COVID-19, there are businesses that have shut down and may never, ever open back up. And they're going to blame COVID-19. There are other businesses, same situation, they saw an opportunity. And they, they are going to come through this storm stronger and better. I don't think it's any different for us as individuals. Many people are seeing the storm and, and um, they see difficulties. And they may never, ever recover from this. They may walk away from the Lord because of what's going on. And there are other people and in the same exact circumstances, maybe even worse, and they choose to see opportunities. I hope, my prayer for you is that you're seeing the opportunities that are being created right now and not the difficulties. Yep, they're there. Matter of fact, I think of it as a coin. You know, one side you got heads and the other tails. You know, one side of this uh, challenge, this uh, storm that you're going through, you've got an opportunity. If you turn it over, you can see a difficulty. It's the same object. It's what we see through it is what's going to manifest itself in our lives. And I hope that and I pray that you'll look to the way maker and you'll start to see the opportunities that God has brought into your life. Well, you know, the last thing I want to share with you about storms is the storm will end. All of them do. The unexpected storms, they end. The self-inflicted storms, yeah, believe it or not, they, they sooner or later end. The unseen storms, you know, they probably seem like it's been going on for years and years, but I promise you, it will end. What are you going to do about that? Well, look at Genesis chapter 8 and the rest of verse 13, and it says, The waters were dried up from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. His storm was over, and now it was time to, to move on. What are you going to do? The storm has end, ended. And here's what I would encourage you, and, and, and to focus on this, that you may not know what your future holds. You may not know what life is going to be like after COVID-19. You may not know what the job, you may not know uh, what your financial situation is. You may not know uh, wh what's going to happen, but you do know this. You know who holds your future. Noah could say the same thing. He didn't know. I mean, when he got in the ark, the world looked a totally different than what it looked like when he got out of the ark. 
I have no doubt that um, the COVID-19 storm that we've all experienced, what your life and your world looked like before it may not resemble anything like that afterwards. I think about here at church, you know, um, and, and, and anticipating what is life going to be like when we start to open up and, and we start having a live worship here and I get to see your beautiful faces. It's going to be different. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know who holds the future. You know, if you go to uh, the next chapter in Genesis chapter 9, it says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them this, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. You Bible theologians and scholars, you know this isn't the first time that this was said. If you go back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28, it's the same words, and God blessed them. He's talking about Adam and Eve. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Well, the earth that God gave to Adam and Eve to be fruitful, multiply, and subdue was very different that Noah was told to take his sons and daughter-in-laws and to be fruitful and multiply. Very different. I have no doubt that in your life, the same thing is happening. I think about uh, John 10, 10 in in these verses that Jesus spoke. He says, um, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Those very words, Jesus is speaking to your heart through the Holy Spirit right now. No matter what storm you've experienced, whether it's unexpected, self-inflicted, unseen or forecasted storm, Jesus' desire for you is that you would experience life through this and that it would be more abundant than anything that you can anticipate, anything that you can imagine. The question is, um, are we, can, can you see that? Can you believe that your way maker has got a way for an abundant life for you? Maybe your definition of abundant life is very different than God's definition. Maybe your definition is a lot of material things. That's not what God has in store. Maybe your definition is, you know what, just not going into the hospital six, seven, eight times. Not spending the last two weeks in the hospital. Whatever the situation, your Savior, Jesus Christ, wants this, an abundant life for you. So how do we get to that? Well, I would ask you this question. Who's holding your future? Have you given it to the waymaker? Have you given it to the promise keeper? Have you given it to the miracle worker? Or instead, are you holding on to it? Are you the one holding your future? And it's all up to you if you're going to make it through this storm. And it's all up to you what happens after this storm. You know, we're going to close out today with a song, God, You're So Good. And I hope and I pray that you, as these uh, words are sung by Jermaine and Mallory, that you will, you will hear and you will see. And, and, and I just, I picture this and I ask you in your living room, in your car, wherever you're at right now, just picture this in your mind. What are you holding on to? Think about that storm. And what is it? What is the most precious thing for you to get through the storm? Is it, uh, I don't know. You fill in the blank there. And, and just imagine that you're holding on to that. This is your future. 
This is what life's going to look like after COVID-19. This is what life is going to look like after you stop watching this message. This is what life is going to look like. Are you holding this? Or do you have this ability? Give it to the way maker. The Bible talks about this. Holy hands are lifted high. You know, you can't lift holy hands high when you're hanging on to your future. When you're wondering and you're not giving God the way maker the opportunity to work in your life. Have you ever gone to an amusement park and you've seen roller coasters? And you notice that the, the, the people are a little different. I mean, some people have their hands up and they're screaming, they're smiling, and they're just enjoying life. And then others are hanging on like, oh, you know, I just know this roller coaster is going to, something bad's going to happen. We're going to fly off the rails or I'm going to fly out of my seat. I think our spiritual walk is much like that roller coaster ride. And that many of us are going through life, and we've, just, we've given over our future, we've given over our worries, we've given over our fears, we've given everything over to God. We've given our, our time, our talent, our treasure, and then when the, we, we hit the, the storm of life, we can throw our hands up and we just know with confidence, we can scream and we can yell. Why? Because we know that our Savior, God, is good. And he loves us, and he cares for us, and he's going to take care of us, and he's going to be with us in the storm every step of the way. And when the storm's over, he's going to be right there, and he's going to tell you to be fruitful and multiply. He's going to tell you, Ronnie, I want you to have life, and I want you to have it more abundantly. Will you sing, God, you're so good with us today? All right. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life. And we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.